2: Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show.
1: Good morning, everyone.
2: Today's Wednesday, April 6th, and we're going to have a high of eight degrees here in the Edmonton area today.
1: Edmonton area. That's where everybody wants to invest right now.
2: That is. and It <laughs> happens to be where we live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, download the little app. Join the conversation. You can join in on the chat like everybody else is this morning and you can also call in with any questions that you have real estate investing related or personal whatever you want to talk about
2: (laughs) what kind of personal
1: i don't know (laughs) i don't think we're really qualified to offer any like marital or parenting advice (laughs) i mean we're qualified but um oh gosh we're
2: not licensed (laughs) we're not
1: licensed that's for sure um (laughs) Uh, But we definitely love talking about real estate investing. We love obviously talking about the Edmonton area, Alberta real estate investing, but Mm -hmm. we can talk about just about anywhere in Canada. Um, It's all hot. It's all crazy. It's all awesome right now. Um, But yeah, join in on the conversation. uh, There's also obviously an opportunity to uh, win some pretty cool prizes if you happen to win the top fan of the month like Carlos did last month. Absolutely. um, Today, today. Today. Oh, hey. So uh, remember yesterday when, uh, was it Josh? Yes. Josh called in and he had some questions and they both needed.
2: I do remember. Yes. They both, they both needed, needed a lawyer.
1: lawyer answers. Was was both questions related to Josh? Yes. And we both, both of them, we said, you know, we're definitely going to need a lawyer to answer this. Well, anyways, we got a lawyer to come in today. Um, and the best mm-hmm. lawyer, to be honest. Um who would that be? Uh Barry Maguire. Yes. So Barry Maguire is going to be uh popping in today in just a couple minutes here. He's going to answer those questions so also if you have any other additional questions um related to real estate law in Edmonton um or Alberta um definitely, you know,
2: drop um, the questions in here.
1: Get ready to drop those questions in the chat.
2: Ryan says that was quick.
1: I don't I don't Mr. mess Hillier? around. I don't mess around. <laughs> I'm an action taker. Yeah. Right. Opportunities they come and go. <laughs> um, I know how much you guys want to get those uh, questions answered, so I don't mind uh, and uh you should be uh you should be thanking Barry. I mean, geez, he's the one that's saying, Yep, sure, tomorrow morning, let's do it. Um such a
2: reliable guy.
1: He is also an early riser like we are. <laughs> um so therefore it makes things a lot easier yeah not like
2: oh i don't know if i get up that early
1: yeah um you know what hang on just a second what? let's check our calendar here let's see if i remember to put it in the calendar oh son of a gun son of a gun um we have another guest coming up here but i just cannot remember when we booked it <laughs> Oh, now I'm second-guessing myself.
2: I don't even know who you're talking about, so.
1: Okay, why don't you talk about upcoming events, and I'm going to see, because I have another guest coming up here, and I just can't remember when we booked it.
2: Sure. So, Friday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, in the Real Estate Investing Masters Group, we have our Friday Live Training, and I'm frantically trying to open... The group to figure out what we're talking about oh i remember value add-on renovations for your rental property mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking about what to and what not to spend your money on for your uh, renovations in your rental properties big topic of discussion lately um amongst our circles and people looking to us for information so we're we'll be happy to talk about that have lots of good information there
1: very excited for that
2: yes um Saturday, our St. Albert property is going to be on the um, Calvin Realty Flip Tour 4.0. So that's exciting as well. If you have tickets for that, we'll see you there bright and early in the morning in St. Albert. And Sunday, we have our Flip Open House and um, uh, Networking event. Yeah. So that is uh, at our LaDuke Flip property. So we'll be in LeDuc opening our flip project to all you beautiful people who have signed up.
1: Did you just say beautiful people?
2: The beautiful people. Oh, Jesus. Why do you have that? Yes. Yes. You're just waiting.
1: (laughs) I've been holding that one for three months. (laughs) Three months, Gabby. I shit you not, Gabby always says beautiful people. For some reason, for three months, she has not said it. (laughs) I cannot believe that took that long. That is one of those, you guys have no idea how excited I am right now. That's just amazing. Okay, cool, thank you so much for doing that.
2: You're welcome. So Sunday, 1 to 3 p.m., Flip Open House.
1: I've been waiting for that joke In for Leduc. so long.
2: was not really a joke. It's just an opportunity.
1: Well, I just knew it would be a great opportunity. Yeah. Well, that opportunity. Yeah. Anyways. Um,
2: yeah. So good morning, have, beautiful people. So if you have tickets to the to that on Sunday. We'll see you on Sunday at, at uh, 1 p.m., Mountain Time. Then I'm just going to keep on rolling Monday. Did you catch that <laughs> Friday? saturday sunday now monday monday to friday from 7 to 9 p.m mountain time oh robbie don't encourage him (laughs)
1: okay is is it making you wonder how many other opportunities i'm waiting for and how many other things i have set up these long jokes these jokes i wait months to, to crack
2: Robbie in the Podbean app chat says, Opportunities come and go, Gabby. He's an action taker. <laughs> Robbie has been paying attention to Wayne's words.
1: Oh. Yes.
2: Just used it on me. You know
1: what, Gab? There's no such thing as luck. There okay. Isn't. Luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Yes. Right?
2: He was prepared.
1: I was prepared and he I got it lined I... up. And when opportunity presented itself, I struck.
2: <laughs> okay. Can we move on from the beautiful people, please? (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. What do you wanna talk about?
2: Monday to Friday, this coming week, next week. Monday to Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Mountain Time online. You have to register, it's free. We have our Real Estate Investing Masters basic training, nightly, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. online. So if you you haven't registered, the um, Eventbrite link is everywhere. So just find it, you guys. If you're
1: not there, you'll be the only person that's not there. Yeah.
2: We have a lot of signups. A lot of people are going to be there. Don't miss (laughs) out. Um, So it is, yeah, live training every night. It's going to be covering the basics, the fundamentals. Um, Plus, we are going to, you know, Dig into some some good stuff. We're going to give you some homework every night that you have to complete. We're going to push you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to start to take action. So if that sounds pretty darn cool to you, like it should, sign up. Don't miss out. It's coming up fast. Starting yes. Monday night, 7 yep. p.m.
1: Big commitments, but totally worth it. It'll be worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to see everybody taking action, stepping outside of their comfort zone and everything that's gonna come from it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> I'm gonna brag a little. Go for it. I'm gonna brag a little about some of the people that I've been working with lately. Okay, this is one of the hardest markets that I've seen since I started investing. Mm-hmm. And and most people would think, oh wow, a flat to negative market would be a hard market to invest in. No, no, no. There it's there's easy. it's it's easy. I mean, it's a little more, it's like, it's not as profitable as a hot market, but I want to brag about some of the people I've been working with lately. I mean, people have been taking some action Mm -hmm. and, and really pushing hard. And there's been a ton of people getting deals the last two weeks. Nice. Yeah. Which
2: is hard to do right now.
1: Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, You know, just a little bit of focus, a little determination, a a little grit um, it's doable. doable. Um, there's some really cool opportunities right now. And I think this is like, I, I I don't know, like I, I didn't see, no one could have seen any of this coming. (laughs) Um, you know, even a few weeks ago, nobody's, nobody really knows how long this is going to last or how hot it's going to get. But, um, you know, I think that this is the absolute perfect time, perfect time for, for this, um, real estate investing, basic trading event. Um, to get people to step outside of their comfort zone and and not take a little risk, but just have a little confidence and have a little faith, you know what I mean? Get, yeah, it does involve a little bit of risk. I think it involves just stepping outside of your comfort zone, doing things that you, um, doing something that you really don't know what the outcome is going to be. You know, you don't have a hundred percent certainty. Barry McGuire says this all the time. It's it's better to to get started than it is to be perfect, perfect. right? Yeah um and that's just the absolute truth um you have to take a chance every now and then but um trust the process on that ta on that note um barry Maguire is here and like i mentioned um we're gonna have him coming in here in just a minute did we cover all the upcoming events we did yeah everybody's gonna sign up for they the are. basic training event next week i know they are okay cool um we covered in. jokes of the day <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna invite Barry Maguire in here, and um, we'll we'll discuss those topics. If you guys have any other questions um, uh, for Barry, now is your opportunity. Okay, we got about 20 minutes with him before he heads over to the office um, and starts uh, um, um, his lawyer day. Um, <laughs> so get your questions in quick. He's coming. Okay,
2: that was an abrupt and quick silence.
1: Oh. Yeah, want me to play some music? <laughs> no, please don't. Uh, oh,
0: there
2: he is. Good morning, Barry. I gotta
0: gotta keep watching my screen here. I, I work my way through the various levels, and then <laughs> I'm looking there and "Oh, the join now button." Oh, okay. Here we are,
1: Barry. Oh, you you brought your you brought your bag of chips again.
0: <laughs> well, me. Yeah. you're,
1: you're making that team. little noise.
0: <laughs> I'm grabbing my microphone, so I'm like holding my microphone so it's not on my chest and bouncing around here (laughs) hard to say okay all right how's that every
1: you know good good everyone um all of our guests have their own individual unique sounds that they come with
2: sound issues yeah and and, you
1: know it's it's just (laughs) i think it's just this platform um but uh i I always find it funny as soon as you come on you can hear the bag of chips opening
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i thought i was grabbing the microphone but it turns out it's the join for the cords and the microphone is a much bigger piece that was bag of chipping
2: yeah
0: (laughs) Mm.
1: barry how you doing this morning
0: you know, I'm doing well this morning. I cranked up a, a new computer. My my old Dell has finally hit the bullet. And I got a new Hewlett Packard, and it's just new and sharp and fast and fun and awesome. So, uh, so I'm doing all right. But I, you know, I came in at the end of your comments about uh, about your basic training that you've got. Coming up, and, and the market that we're in, and uh, I I agree that you know a flat to negative market is a lot easier to get out there and do different things in, but this is a you know this is a great market to be in, and uh, the the thing about really the thing about real estate and taking a chance and uh, is that I don't think there's much chance taking if people work themselves through the process, and as you say, you got to trust the process right. if you. You know, if you work on the basics and and have a a team behind you, you know, if you, if you really try and buy a decent property in a decent area and manage the heck out of it, you really can't go wrong. You really can't. I mean, apart from things that nobody would ever think of, there's not as much risk taking as folks think. I know it's a big step. It's a lot of money. It's things they haven't done before. It's nervous making. It's a commitment. It's all of those things. But- but folks, uh, you know, <laughs> get some basic training, get a great property, you know, work hard on managing and you will be just fine.
1: Yeah.
2: You yeah. heard it here so. first, folks. Barry McGuire said get some basic yeah. training. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to cut
1: that clip and I'm going to turn it into a commercial.
0: <laughs> do that. You know, do it. I I so believe that it's in in education. We all believe in education. And I, I mean, we're always talking about it and we're always emphasizing how important it is. So please, you can take that clip and any other clips you can find where we talk <laughs> about education and preach them from the rooftops.
1: Barry, how are, um, how are things going over at the office at of Field Law? Is it crazy right now?
0: It is, uh, it is crazy. Last month, in uh, so March... Lots of folks have their closings at the end of the month. So March 30th, 31st, and 1st were Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I believe we had, I think we had close to 30 closings for those three days. So, you know, for, I mean, that's, that's not an unusual number for, you know, May, June, July, Mm -hmm. but it's a very weird number for the beginning of the year. So, that is uh, a real indication of how, how the market is, how strong the market is, and, and what's going on in the market. So, very busy, but we've got lots of staff, and we've got a dedicated team, and we're improving the process, and I enjoy it at Field Law. They're a great group. They're very supportive, and I love going to work every day, so I'm good over there.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, we had a couple questions yesterday. Uh, from a listener he called in and uh, I'm like, I am, I mean, I could Google these answers, but um, uh, maybe we'll try and get a lawyer on who can, it might be able to um, give us some different insight or or a different different perspective. Um, Are you, are you open to answering those questions or maybe having a peek Uh, at them?
0: I am totally open to it. Let's go.
1: Okay. So the first question was uh, a, a listener was, was, he he started posting some, uh, some content about, you know, he's doing some flips and stuff like that. And he's doing renovations and sure enough, he posts a video and within five minutes an uncle calls him up and says, I've been meaning to call you. I, you know, I've seen all the stuff that you're doing. This is really cool. And I want to invest with you. Um, which is, which is pretty freaking amazing. Um, so they ended up having a three hour conversation and, and one of the, so one of the things that came from that conversation was he's, he wants to use that money and, and potentially use other people's money. Um, but he's concerned about um, because his his uncle's money is in um, uh, with Olympia Trust as uh, an R S in his R S sorry, his RRSPs are in an Olympia Trust. There we go.
2: <laughs> you can do this.
1: <laughs> I can do this. Um, I might have to tag my wife in though. Uh, his RRSPs are in Olympia Trust and he wants to borrow those funds. Now he's wondering, you know, can he borrow those funds? Um, what does arm's length mean?
0: Right. Arm's length. So arm's length is a, um, a description used by the Canada Revenue Agency, the CRA, uh, to describe uh, relationships between people. And when you're doing things where the CRA is gets their nose in there and tells you whether you can do it or not, Sometimes they say our relationships have to be arm 's length, and sometimes they can be non arm's length so um, the reason it comes up for uh, for the RRSP funds at Olympia Trust is because the CRA says that yes, in your RSP you can um, you can invest on your own, but they have to be what they call qualified investments qualified investments. And one of the qualified investments that you can do is a mortgage. So if you have money in your RSP, you can lend it out to someone, but that person has to be arm's length from you. They have to be arm's length. So it's a long way of getting to what is arm's length, but I thought that background would be useful. For sure. So uh, from the CRA's perspective, Arm's length means that, um, well, let's go with non-arm's length is. It'll be more descriptive. So, uh, in this situation, uh, non-arm's length means you can't lend to yourself, for one thing. You can't lend to your wife. You can't lend to your brothers. You can't lend to your kids. So, close family, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters. Those are all non-arm's length. But I think you said this was uh, the uncle who was proposing to lend. So I I think that uncle is arm's length. I think uncle is arm's length and probably is okay lending, uncle lending to nephew.
1: Interesting.
2: Okay.
0: Interesting. Well, that's Um, great
1: news. That's great news. I think a lot of people are going to be happy to hear that.
0: Yes. And... You know, for 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 if you want, folks want to you know delve into it in greater detail. Detail, uh, you can just Google CRA slash arm's length, and it'll pop up the various provisions that uh, that govern this. And the CRA has what they call interpretation bulletins, so it's not you're not just reading the Tax Act. It's Mm -hmm. it's them commenting on various situations, and they they, and they get into various details about it. So very interesting. They're okay.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, shining the light on that and, and answering that. Um, yeah, you're welcome. I, 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 I was unaware.
2: Yeah, I thought for sure that that would, wouldn't qualify.
1: I I, I I assumed it was more on just, you know, the anyone you have an influence on. You know what I mean? Like someone that's already within your circles that you can have an influence on as opposed to just a complete stranger. But that's good to hear.
0: Yeah, you know, when you say that, though, you know... Um... Hmm, and I've never looked at this. I shouldn't open cans of worms on the air, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about when you say someone who has uh, an influence on you, I mean, what about your uh, spiritual advisor? Let's say you're a very religious person. Ooh. And, um, you know, you and your spiritual advisor decide to get into business together. I wonder if that would Thank have an issue you. being non arms length or arms length.
2: Heavy yeah. influence there. Yeah, heavy
0: influence. People do whatever, you know. When someone has influence over another person, whether it's because you're a spiritual advisor or a strong friend or a mentor or some other reason, mm-hmm. uh, you know the the <laughs> the person who is not the strong personality, you know, does anything the other guy says. Yeah. So you got to cool. be careful about that part.
1: Well, let's just hope that in each individual faith that there are some ethical boundaries for people of influence in those positions.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cross fingers and say, let's hope.
1: Yes. Um, so the other question that came up, and I'm not 100% sure whether you're going to be able to help us out with this because it's not exactly real estate law, but maybe you know, you've know you seen it come across your desk um, or the office. Um, while whilst this, this person was speaking uh, with their uncle, the ants came in on the conversation as well. And the ants, well, well, you know how it is when you start talking about real estate. Some people who are kind of outside of the real estate investing circles, they've, they've got a, they got a story for everything, right? Uh, wow. What yeah. if this, yeah, I heard about this. And, and so, um, and this isn't me bashing this person's ants, but you know, the story oh. was that, um, the ant happened to be, uh, work in a legal office, um, and she, legal assistant some, somewhere along those lines. Um, and she had a file that she dealt with where a tenant uh, went and, and applied for what, what he said was like a stay. They went to provincial court and the tenant was being evicted, but they delayed it by applying for what he think is called a stay. And then that thing got drawn out in provincial court for 18 months before they were able to get that tenant out. In Alberta. In, in Alberta. Hmm. And I've I've never heard of a of a, an eviction taking that long. I mean, sometimes it can take, you know, three, five, six months, depending on how backed up they are over at the R2DRS. But uh, for something that long, I was just wondering if you've ever heard of anything like that, where a, a tenant was able to to cheat the system, where they knew the system so so well that they were able to to
0: stay for free for eighteen months. Yeah. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't ever heard of. Anything near that long, near that long. Uh, You know, in Alberta, we have, I think, a relatively balanced uh, landlord-tenant system. Um, Some provinces are way on the side of uh, the tenant, and they support the tenant more than landlords. But I think of a pretty fair system here. And um, when you get off to the RTDRS, all of the he said, she said, Stuff kind of disappears in those, you know, those hearing officers go, yeah, 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 we've heard all this before, you know. What are the facts? What is, what does the paper look like, and what are you, landlord and tenant, proposing to do about this problem that you've brought in front of us? So, uh, you know, the the hearing officers are pretty good about slicing and dicing their way through BS that is presented to them they're pretty good about being fair and uh you know in the situation we're talking about here if a if a tenant showed up and made the argument that you know something something had happened and so they want a stay so uh i don't think that there is really a legal principle called a stay in the RTDRS i mean you show up because your landlord is evicting you or there's some other reason to show up and if the if the application by the landlord is is to evict then you know you're looking maybe to get a chance to bring your arrears into good standing but it's right. absolutely common when folks show up in front of the RTDRS for the for the hearing officers to to say and and for people to know that when you come in here come in with a proposed solution we want you to show up yes we'll listen to you we'll figure out what all the facts are But collectively, you think there's a problem, come in with a solution. And if it's a reasonable solution, we will say to the tenant, okay, you're supposed to be out next Friday. You say that what you need is three months to, and that would be a long time, you need three months to solve this problem. But what you can do is you can pay an extra $200 every month. And then in three months, you can catch up for that extra thousand that you owe so that's what we're going to do we're we're giving your landlord an order that as long as you do now what you say you can do to catch up then you're going to be fine you can stay you pay what you're supposed to do but if you don't do what you said you can do then uh the landlord doesn't even have to come back here he right. he can just proceed to evict you so right. That's kind of the standard way that it goes, and so I am shocked that a tenant was able to, uh, you know, to stay for eighteen months uh, in a situation where the landlord was, uh, you know, had the legal edge, as you were. I, mm-hmm. I can only think that you know maybe maybe the landlord had to do some things where the you know the RTDRS would have said, okay, hasn't paid rent. But the reason he says he hasn't paid rent is because, you know, his toilet leaks and his sink doesn't work and you won't fix them right now. He's not supposed to not pay rent. He's supposed to do something else, but you know what? He thought he could do that. So Mr. Landlord, part of this order uh, is that uh, you can't evict him until you fix those things Mm -hmm. and give him the habitable place that he has to have according to the Residential Tennessees Act. He's got to have a decent place to live. So you have to fix that stuff.
1: Right. So
0: if the landlord had a part in the settlement where he wasn't doing his bit, the tenant could probably go, well, you know, like you got to fix it there, bud. Yeah. So I don't, I, I mean, I. there's way, there's more to the story than yeah. a, a tenant just going in and being slippery and pulling the wool over people's eyes because, the The hearing officers, uh, they've heard it all. They've heard it all. They hear it all every day. Let alone, you know, over the course of their career. So, they don't put up with that. They cut their way through the stuff. It's really clear what people have to do at the end of one of those hearings. And uh, this eighteen-month thing would be extremely rare, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah,
1: and you guys, you know, like I said yesterday, it's this is something that I have never heard of, and I have a large network of investors that I. That I speak with on a regular basis, I've never heard of anything like you know um, that extreme. Barry has been an investor for I saw yesterday, I think it was 50 years in Alberta, yeah. and he's never heard of it. And he's, he works in a law office, so you know this seems like a very extreme case where there's probably some other um, factors that were involved that we're not aware of um, that would cause this extreme case. But if um, hopefully that gives you guys some assurance, you know, and um, to, to continue on without people hear things like that and, and it freezes them, right? It freezes them, it paralyzes them. And they start thinking about all the different ways that, you know, all the horrible things that can happen. So I want to give you guys some assurance that we do have a very fair system in Alberta, like Barry said. Um, you know, it's as long as you stick to the, to the act and you stick to the facts, you'll be just fine. You'll be just fine. You will it's, it's the mediators or the the, 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 um, the people over the RTDRS. They, they cut through the nonsense real quickly and they just look at the facts.
0: That's a very good summary. Yeah, don't be afraid of that, folks. You just uh, take care of your paper, dot the I's, cross the T's, and uh, don't delay. Carry on. Uh, if something happens, you just say you know to your tenant, folks, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. We just have to live up according to our agreements, so let's move it forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Time is of uh, the essence,
0: Barry. Time is of the (laughs) essence. That's good, Wayne. Time is of the essence, especially in this hot market. Why don't we finish with that? I want want people to know that time is of the essence. And what that means in a contract is if it says you're supposed to do something by a certain time, Mm -hmm. and the contract says time is of the essence, then you better bloody well do it by the time or uh, can void your contract. You can have a contract disappear out from under you, And the place where it really comes up is, um, or or I'm worried about it, I guess, is when closing is supposed to be at 12 noon on April 8th. Mm -hmm. If you're the buyer and you can't close at 12 noon on April 8th, the seller doesn't have to give you five more minutes. Now, they almost always do. Like Lots of deals are delayed. Lots of them are delayed. Uh, It's probably more common than closing on time. And, and, and sellers give buyers extra time, but the thing of it is, they don't have to. And in a hot market, you know, where you, somebody signed a deal to sell to you for $400,000, and you guys signed that up last October to close on April 8th, for some reason the seller needed a long closing day. Uh, you know, you were going to buy for four hundred, dollars but the market says that house is worth $475,000 now. Ask the seller for, for an extended closing. I'll tell you, sellers know how much their places are worth. Sellers regret mm-hmm. signing up five months ago for that low, low price. So uh, anyway, time is of the essence means you got to meet your time, or you might yeah. lose the deal.
1: Uh, Barry, uh, do you, what time do you got to get going? We have one more question. I was wondering if I could sneak it in here. If you sure, have let's
0: time. let's go for one more, and then I'll and then I'll head off. Let's do it. Okay.
1: Uh, so Kim asks, um, when doing a joint venture. Uh, and or an agreement for sale. How do you recommend working with an out of town lawyer, say a savvy real estate lawyer from Edmonton? Um, wink, wink, <laughs> wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, being from Medicine Hat, um, how does one facilitate that with signing of documents?
0: Hmm, I'm not quite sure what the question is. So,
1: so if uh, you're it- if you're wanting to sign some documents like a joint venture, an agreement for sale, or a purchase uh, documents. Yeah. How do you go about signing uh, documents when you live out of
0: town?
2: And you oh okay, really, uh, okay, are sure. In a different town.
0: Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, the the one good thing about COVID that I know about, not very many good things, is that we as lawyers are now allowed to have virtual sign up meetings with people. So if if that was my client and he she was Kim was in Medicine Hat. I could set up a Zoom meeting with Kim. I would uh, forward the documents that needed to be signed by email. I said, Kim, print these out, a couple of copies, one for you, one for me. We'd meet up on Zoom. I'd look at some ID. i pan the camera around the room to make sure nobody's influencing Kim to sign. Mm-hmm. And we would explain the documents. I would then watch them sign. And then they package up those documents and send them back to me by PureLater or FedEx because we need wet ink original signatures. And they can do all that signing from the comfort of their own home in Medicine Hat. It's
1: pretty cool, eh? Yeah.
0: It's it's quite cool. And I really, really hope that when COVID is over, if it's ever over, that we'll still be able to do it because it's been a godsend for my client in Turkey. You wow. know, I had, a, I had a client in Turkey that you know, it was going to be very difficult for them to go somewhere and find a notary who understands English and translates stuff and no trouble. Just met on a day, allowing for the time difference. And there we were. Signed it all up. Stuff came back. Easy peasy. Wow. Wow. That
1: is so cool. That's a great it story. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Barry, thank you so much for uh, taking the time um, this early in the morning before work. Um, really appreciate it. Um, and Gab, did you have anything else?
2: No, thank you, Barry. We appreciate you every
0: time. Well, uh, always fun. Listen, I really love to do it. And I'll just say one more time, everybody sign up for basic education. Woo! Yes. Uh, I'll be very upset if you don't. And I know Woo! who you are.
2: Oh. <laughs> the
0: uh, of Barry. The of <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll uh, catch you up next time. And it's always fun. Anytime you want, I'm always ready to do this. Awesome. Thanks Have so much, Have a great Barry. day, Barry. Have a good day. Okay, bye-bye.
2: Somebody asked, what is the best way to reach you, Barry? So you can find um, Barry either on the Field Law website. You can find his um, professional contact information there. um, Or on Facebook, the uh, Barry McGuire Creative Real Estate Investing group
1: butcher did I
2: yeah that's why I was looking at you and speaking slowly. <laughs> Barry
1: McGuire's creative real estate and education education yeah there you go. yeah you can you can find him quite easily just uh google Barry McGuire or or go to Field Law's website um for his contact information yeah um Barry's email is actually I can pull up his email here maybe it's a little bit easier um Barry's email is I bet you it's bmcguire@fieldlaw.ca. You've clearly emailed him a few times. (laughs) Was I right? bmcguire uh, at fieldlaw.com. Oh, darn. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, we've emailed him once or twice. Once or twice. Yeah,
2: no big deal. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. And as as you just mentioned, um, uh, anyone um, anywhere in Alberta can use Barry Maguire. Now, these yes now with the uh, with the ability to be able to do things over Zoom, I mean, why would you even go into a law office yeah, anymore? Why unless, why you of take course, the time? <laughs> unless of course you wanted to go see your your amazing lawyer. Yeah. Um. Sometimes it makes it a little hard. I mean, heck, we're we're forty five minutes from our. But
2: sometimes your lawyer um, practices law right beside a really awesome taco place, and so you know if you're going to go do a transaction, you might as well have some tacos.
1: Hashtag tacos and transactions. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new little. Uh, <laughs> fun celebration when we uh, when we purchase properties is we get uh, tacos.
2: Sometimes Wayne takes really awful pictures of you and posts them all over the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not mad. Well, you sound a little mad. <laughs> I'm not jaded. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt had a question as well this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I
2: didn't think that we would have time for that, but we can.
1: I'll take a peek at it and see if we can help. I haven't yeah. read it. Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to read it?
2: Yes, Matt says, I have a question. I have a motivated seller that needs to sell now, but I would only be taking possession of the property in October as he would continue to live in it. He is also looking to be paid a portion of his equity now. What would be the best way to structure this deal to protect my interest in the deal? Mm. This happens sometimes sometimes. Um, some people would recommend against it because it becomes risky turning them into basically like a tenant. But I think in these scenarios, you aren't waiting to take possession until October. You are taking possession now and they are essentially becoming your tenant. Yeah. Um, and then,
1: uh, sorry, I halted just to think that through. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the best approach for this. Because what you can do is you can, you can complete the transaction right now. Um, you can get your mortgage on it and then just have it as a condition or a term, um, sorry, a seller's condition that you rent it to them until October. So that way they would be able to get all of their equity out. They would pay you a reasonable amount of rent per month. And that seems to be like, I think would be the easiest approach mm-hmm. as opposed to a delayed tra- title transfer or some sort of an agreement for sale or something like that. I just think it's overcomplicated. I think the best way to approach it would be to just buy it and have them as a tenant for six months or so. It'd be exactly six months. I think that's probably your best approach. Um Yeah. The other way around with an agreement for sale, it just, it doesn't really.
2: Oh, I had, I had kind of assumed that it, that he was looking at agreement for sale, but I guess there isn't, um, clarification in here, whether it's a straight up sale or agreement for sale.
1: Uh, motivated seller needs to sell now, but I would only be taking possession of the property in October. Yeah. The easiest way to do that is just have a seller's condition that they get to rent it for six months.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, figure out a suitable rent and easy peasy. Um, that's the best way to protect your interest in the deal is just to actually own the property.
2: But then getting, but then giving them equity would be an interesting thing in a straight up it's sale.
1: A, it's a done sale. Just you get. Oh they, yes, right. They get, they all, get all of their proceeds. They get their proceeds yeah, from the they're sale. Just a renter. Yeah, there's there's no like deposits or anything like that. Yeah. I mean the the alternative would be to have like an option in the property. Yeah. Um, you can request an option to buy the property for a set price, and you have until October to exercise that option and you would pay them an option consideration in exchange for that price that option consideration would be you know their 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 chunk of the equity it depends on how much equity they need um, and then they would continue living there and then in october you would exercise your option purchase the property and it would be done but to be honest it like if you're if you're curious about how to structure this deal to protect my interest in the deal just buy it now and rent it back to them The only vulnerability that I see there is that um, depending on which province you're planning on doing this in, if for some reason they decide they don't want to leave at the end of October, then you need to go through the whole Mm -hmm. um, landlord tenant dispute um, path. I'm not trying to shine a light on your worst case scenario. And then you'd be like all super discouraged. Well, what if they don't leave? I mean, um, we're talking about a very, low probability outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm still also making sure that I, I point out the vulnerabilities. Um, but if that's your one vulnerability is that they, they just decide not to leave and they just become a horrible tenant. (laughs) I mean, that's not a, that's not a bad, I think that's a pretty decent, uh, uh, plan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that if, if you approach this with the intent to help them they are motivated they need to sell now and you solve their problem and you treat them with respect and you create a good win-win and then then 100 they should reciprocate if you don't feel like that's they're the type of person that's going to reciprocate and they're going to create tr- problems and they've got you know they've made bad decisions in their life then definitely don't do it um yeah is that a reasonable answer again yeah yeah
2: for sure um zakaya had a added something on at the end here i'm um, i don't i'm not sure maybe i zoned out for a minute and didn't hear you talking about it but he says are you able to take a second position on the mortgage i don't know what he meant by that
1: yeah it'd be like a. in a, what situation a, no on the on title is what he means not on mortgage so, i know
2: but in what in what situation like if you buy it then their mortgage is paid you, out
1: yeah i think I think he's as an alternative to buying it. Oh, okay. okay. As an alternative to buying it, you can p- register a caveat on title uh, that would protect your interest. So that would be like if we use the the um, the example of the option. Um, yes, if you have an option, uh, an interest in the property, you would one hundred percent register that that interest, that option, in the form of a caveat on title to protect your interest, so that they don't just sell the property from beneath you. Um. But again, it's just, it seems like adding a whole lot of complicated layers for, for something that
2: can be straight up
1: is really unnecessary. Um, the, the, the likelihood of, of the seller not doing what they're supposed to do is probably, um, more probable that they would not allow you to exercise their option and buy the property than the alternative, which would be, you know, them becoming a terrible Tenant and never leaving. I think I'm. I'm just going through all your worst case scenarios, but I think I think honestly, just buying it and and allowing them to be tenants is is the best approach. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, another question came in here. Um, was there any other questions related to that? Uh, there's a, a
2: yeah. Kim has a comment. I came across that before and. And you have to ensure that when you do this that it complies with your mortgage. You can't do this with an insured mortgage with less than 20% down. You can't do, like, take the seller on as a tenant, or?
1: I'm not, did, was there another question in between there maybe that was related to that? I'm not 100% sure on that one. There's really nothing that would prevent that. Um, Even if he's referring to the option scenario, um, options are just, I, I.
2: Oh, I get it. So if it was an insured mortgage, that means that it's a home that you're moving into it. Right. That it's a primary residence. Like if you were to put 5% down, then that's a primary residence. So you wouldn't be able to keep them on as a tenant because you're moving into it.
1: Right. Right right that if, might be was the... that the example no was that worth... yeah
2: but that's he said exactly okay okay
1: yeah no this would be he'd probably be purchasing this property yeah. um as an investment property Go ahead. okay uh francis uh says here, talking about out of town is there anyone investing in brooks i've got an opportunity i'd like to analyze with anyone familiar with brooks um if anyone is you know get in touch with uh francis here. Um,
2: I've been to Brooks
1: once. I've been to Brooks once. Have you? Yeah.
2: Isn't it like a little meatpacking town? In a literal way, Wayne, get that grin off of your face.
1: (laughs) They can't see my face. They can't see.
2: I I remember it being a little, uh, as Wayne likes to call it. Okay, no, that's just going to further dig me into a hole.
1: Someone who lives in Brooks is going to be offended. I,
2: a butthole town.
1: (laughs) Brooks is a great town. (laughs) I've seen a lot of people talking about Brooks opportunities. Really? It's probably the same multifamily that I've seen popping up for the last two years. Is it a multifamily, Francis? (laughs) It's probably the same building that everyone's been talking about. Um, uh, I've seen a lot of out of town on a condo. condo. Okay um yeah there were a few people in ontario that were trying to sell a, a multi and and brooks there for a while um then i saw it pop up again but um brooks is a very very small town um where, where are you from francis um be curious to know if you're at a province and i'd tell you to do your research on on it um calgary calgary okay well um, it's a smaller town. I'd definitely recommend doing your research on the industry there and um the vacancy rates, et cetera. Um unless the, of course if we the meat have the a...
2: packing plant closes down.
1: Well, this... there might be more.
2: I know, but I'm just saying, like that's something you would want to know, right? Yeah. What's their industry?
1: Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um if any other listeners here um have information, they've done some research on uh on Brooks, then uh, definitely connect with Francis here. Um or if you would like, uh, just email us if you're listening to the, to the recording. Email us at RE uh, sorry info. <laughs> info at reimorningshow.com and uh, we can uh, just give me a little bit of information. Maybe maybe I'll even read it tomorrow. Sound good.
0: Nice.
1: Um Okay, I'm catching up through all these comments here. We're slowly catching up. Uh,
2: Patrick D has a question. Okay. Wayne. How did you get so good at determining the ARV of a property? I'm seeing one this weekend and could use some tips um he has a great realtor yeah his realtor sends in the ARV on yes. market off market
1: thank you for answering I mean he asked me but you know if you want to answer <laughs> um great realtor a great realtor that you trust um so what, what what our realtor does is they send us uh, comparables. So recent sold comparables, um, depending on whereabouts it is and um, how active that area has been with solds lately. Sometimes six months worth of comparables, sometimes 12 months worth of comparables, and we just kind of look at it. And, we, we, and then we look at the subject property and we try and find the best um, property to compare it to. Uh, with the same similar features. Um, and then we determine, okay, what are we going to make this property look like? For example, for uh, for you're looking at ARV, so after repaired value, meaning that I'm going to be buying a property that needs to be repaired. So I'm going to find a property that has the same square footage, same bedroom, same layout, same lot size, um, s- similar bones. And then from there, I'm going to find, like I said, I'm going to find a property that's finished, similar to the quality that I plan to renovate the property to. And then I will look and see what that's sold for. And I'll find a bunch of different properties in around that that, that price and that lot size and that square footage. And that will just kind of take it and we'll, we'll guesstimate based on other properties that have sold like this in the last six months, um, it should be worth approximately this much money. Now, obviously, ARVs are getting more di- more and more difficult to estimate because just in the last 30 days, prop- prices are going, you know, houses are being sold for over asking price, um, which is affecting the average of the after-repaired value. If you're looking at, you know, sold comparables for the last 12 months, you're going to be looking at comparables from, June, July, August of last year where the market was not the same as what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um so you kind of have to take that into consideration as well. Yeah. Um as as to what you speculate uh the property will be selling for in 2 months. Which just makes it kind of difficult, but uh but a good realtor is going to be able to help you out with that to make sure that you're not uh you're not overpaying for a property assuming that it's going to be selling for significantly more and then you're caught with your pants down.
2: Yeah. And our great realtor not only sends the comparables, but also does his little, you know, looking into all of them and sends what he thinks the ARV will be. So it's not just sending comparables and you need to go and do all the work. Like he also takes a look himself and says, I think that this is where you'll be able to sell it at. Why are you smirking? (sighs) Nothing.
1: No, it's not you. It's me. I almost cracked the joke and I'm just so glad I didn't see when you, when you're, when you're, when you're a live, um, personality on on the morning show, every morning you have to be mature, (laughs) which is extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult because I'm trying to be myself, but at the same time I have to just bite my tongue sometimes. (laughs) So, um, I just, sorry, I just had a little moment with myself there just, just kind of, laughed into my hand. Um, so
2: Patrick, what says, were you saying? Nothing. Patrick says, so I need my realtor to step up and that might be the case. Um, the other thing that I've talked a lot about with uh, some of the ladies in um, in my women's real estate investing mastermind <clears> groups <throat> um, because the, the realtor topic comes up a lot on finding the right realtor for you. And I think Wayne and I have talked about this on the show as well that Um, the realtor that you use for, you know, um, brand new buy and hold property might be different than the realtor that you use for a fix and flip Mm -hmm. who might be different than a realtor that you use for, um, buying an older property that is just like might need some lipstick Mm -hmm. that, you know, kind of like a, just a quick, quick little fix up. So
1: Inst- or a realtor that does multi, or a realtor yeah. that does commercial, a realtor that does turnkey. Maybe they, they package, they have deals with builders, and uh, those builders offer turnkey uh, properties. Yeah. Um, a, a realtor who specializes in finding properties for adding secondary suites, a realtor who um, really knows the condo market really well. I mean, there's yeah. they're all going to have their own expertise. Their own
2: little specialty. And so when we started to get back into fix and flip, that's when we decided on on changing realtors because we knew that this realtor had a ton of experience and a ton of clients who were doing what we wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. so, like, so he's amazing with that. He can, like, even when we were just starting, like, he would – Give a lot of information on what the renovations should cost on various things and what supplies costed on various things. And I'd suggest this type of layout. And I wonder if you could take out this wall because this would do this. So like having a really good, and I'm not saying you're going to find it. And like, you know, sometimes finding a really good realtor who can do all the things that you hope that they can do might be really hard because at the end of the day, their job is to set you up on a search, take you to look at properties and negotiate the the deal for you yeah they're like they're not obligated to know what renovations are going to cost or what you know like all those different types of things so while you hope that they can do all the things it might be hard to find um but when you can find somebody like that
1: bonus it's a game
2: changer bonus yeah yeah cherry on top
1: yeah everyone i mean like gabby said it's not their responsibility it's not their role however i mean if you can build a power team where they where every member of your power team adds an extra added incentive. You know what I mean? You're getting the most value out of your power team and then absolutely get the most value,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, this is a business. Treat it like one. Yeah. Right. Um, and 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 no hard feelings to the, to the realtor that doesn't, that doesn't serve you for what you need for your business. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, a few other comments, uh, back to the, uh, um, Brooks, Alberta, uh, Kim says small town surrounded by, surrounded by feedlots and he put in brackets, it stinks, uh, and a meat packing plants. So yeah. we're right on point. Um, and Jeremy says your steps to figure out ARV are almost like an appraisal. Mm -hmm. exactly like an appraisal except i mean there's a bit of speculation as to what you think it would be selling for in a couple months which being added on top of that normal appraisal but yeah they just they take all the 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 recent solds and they 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 find the best comparable and that's how they appraise it so um could be an amazing opportunity in brooks everyone was speaking sorry we, we we, we shit on Brooks and that's not fair. Um, it's just a small town. So you really need to do your diligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know anyone who's investing in, in and around that area, unless it's an amazing opportunity. So you really have to have a really good understanding of that town to make sure that you're not just chasing a price um, to make sure that, you know, it's yeah.
2: just because something, just because the numbers might look really good, doesn't mean it's a good investment, mm-hmm. but that's where the research and due diligence comes in. Maybe it is a fantastic opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I think we covered uh, most stuff here. Um, I, I,
2: I was just basically like an Uncle Larry who went in, <coughs> went to Brooks once when I was like 17. I remember because I was one year underage and my friends snuck me into the bar. But I went there once and I'm like, it's a shithole. <laughs>
1: Oh, so you went into the local into the local pub in brooks and that's how you're oh man <laughs> did you go see any like the historical landmarks in brooks
2: oh yeah all of the historical landmarks of brooks or brooks, you just Alberta.
1: got you just got hammered in brooks no, i just drank at some dirty bar yeah danced okay on so the speakers. okay so yeah she danced on the speakers at handlebar hanks and now she now she t- thinks that you have the right to shit on brooks
2: I was owning up to it, Wayne, and now you're shitting on me.
1: Oh, man. I was saying
2: I pulled in Uncle Larry.
1: I appreciate <laughs> your vulnerability this morning. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh we're we'll just be, we'll just uh wrap her up here. Um one other thing I was gonna mention, I told you about a special guest uh next week. Um so uh you know, you guys ask and and and, and we answer. Someone was asking about the Smith maneuver last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you recall, mm-hmm. um, we've actually got. So I made a call,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I've got Robinson Smith. No way. Coming on the show next week. Awesome. So um, I finished my 20 minute explanation of the Smith maneuver. I got we finished up the show, and I said that was probably the shittiest explanation <laughs> of the Smith maneuver anyone's ever done. I didn't, and I listened back to it, and I said, "No, I should probably just just cut this whole thing from the whole podcast, so that it's, it's not on the record." It never emerges. <laughs> uh, but I ended up keeping it, and I said, "You know what? The easier, the easy, the, the better thing to do here is to actually is to is to call the man, call the source, and get him to explain it better." Um, so Robinson Smith is going to be coming on to talk about the Smith maneuver next week, April thirteenth, which is next Wednesday. Cool. next wednesday tune in um and uh i'm really looking forward to that i had robinson on the show almost 2 years ago and it was a really great episode in the meantime if you if you want to get um you want to get caught up just uh just you know scroll back on iTunes or Spotify if you can find it that far back and look up our interview with robinson smith and keaton kirkwood was was on that episode as well mm-hmm. mortgage broker in uh, bc
2: um, and just if anybody's like, what are they talking about, Smith Maneuver?
1: Don't ask me to explain it.
2: No, but like just like either a just Google Smith Maneuver and I'm sure it'll pop up just a very quick explanation. But it's a tax saving strategy to turn your mortgage um, to make, it tax, to make it tax deductible. Yeah. Yeah. So a pretty cool strategy. And that'll be really awesome to have uh, Robinson on to talk about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so his
2: dad um, created...
1: Fraser Smith.
2: Fraser Smith created the Smith Maneuver and um, passed it along to uh, Robinson, who has revamped it and um, is turning it into all different languages for all different people to take advantage of it. And mm-hmm. it's pretty cool.
1: Okay, guys. Well, today is Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thursday. And I suppose we'll see you then. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate
0: Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.